This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Beth Voorhees. Jury selection continues this morning in the trial of former Massey Energy CEO Don Blankenship. Well, at least we think. Yesterday ended with two hours of closed-door proceedings, during which federal district judge Irene Berger ruled on a number of pre-trial motions. How many of the motions she ruled on and how she ruled, those are things U.S. Attorney Booth Goodwin would not comment on after the hearing ended. Here to discuss this week's events so far and what we can expect today is Ashton Mara. She's covering the trial for West Virginia Public Broadcasting. And Mike Hissom, he's a Charleston attorney and a former assistant U.S. attorney. Good morning to you both. Good morning, Beth. Good morning. Ashton, let's start with an update on the jury selection process. What can you tell us? So, Beth, we're not sure if we have a jury in this process yet. Uh, Family members and members of the media have been sitting in an overflow room, basically across the hall from the actual jury room, watching the proceedings happening on a closed-circuit television. Uh, We can't hear anything that's happening, but we can at least see what's going on. The judge calls people up to the bench one by one. She asks them a couple questions. She lets the uh, attorneys speak with her about how they feel about that juror, Mm -hmm. and then she decides whether or not they can stay in on the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But yesterday at about 5.10 or so, the feed went out and there were no answers from anybody about what exactly happened between 5.10 and about 7.15 by the time people, by the time the attorneys came out of the room. Mm-hmm. So the, the the feed went down. Did the feed go down because jury selection was still in process? Was it a mistake or did it go down on purpose? I well, I, I would assume that it didn't go, go down, down on, on purpose, purpose. Okay. but at the time, off. at the time, Judge Berger was le- reading a list of potential witnesses to the I jury, okay. uh, and that's when it cut out. All so right. we're not really sure what happened in between that time and the seven fifteen time. Mike, the U.S. Attorney said last night that Judge Berger ruled on a set of pre-trial motions. We don't know exactly how she ruled, but can you explain what these are? Yeah, Beth, these are primarily motions in limine, which are motions to prevent the jury from hearing certain types of evidence. The defense team filed um, a dozen or so of these motions. The prosecution filed one consolidated motion. Judges often prefer to wait until the evidence comes into the trial to see how the trial is going and how the evidence is developing before they rule on these. But for major Mm -hmm. issues, the judge would want to address them in advance because they impact the opening statements that both sides will provide. An example of that this week has been a big fight in the in the paper paper filings on in the court docket as to how and in what way information about 835 separate health and safety violations will be presented to the jury. That's a major issue on the health and safety conspiracy, the conspiracy to defraud MSHA that's charged in the indictment. Mm-hmm. And that's the violations at the Upper Big Branch Mine specifically? It is. It is. So Ashton, what do we expect today? So I think at this point, we have to assume that the first thing we do today is finalize the jury itself. Um, According to a transcript from earlier this week that was unintentionally released by the the clerk's office, we know that the judge is looking for the standard 12 jurors with two or three alternates. But the last we saw, she was still narrowing down the jury pool from the 300 who had received questionnaires earlier Mm -hmm. this year to a group of 35. From that 35, each side is able to strike a number of jurors or basically say, this is not someone that I want on the jury as the defendant's attorney, or this is not somebody that I want on the jury as somebody on the prosecution. Mike, just very quickly, is it usual for jury selection to take this long? It is. It is not unusual at all. 
All right. And so could we hear opening arguments by the end of today? We could. As I mentioned, the openings are going to be impacted by the motions in limine uh, and in, in, in that the lawyers would need to adjust their opening statements as, based on the judge's certain rulings. Mm-hmm. If arguments actually were concluded in the portion last night that we don't know what happened, then it, it could be the case that the lawyers had overnight to prepare their opening statements and they could go first thing this morning. If there's additional argument this morning on those motions, we could expect Judge Berger to give the lawyers a break to adjust their opening statements mm-hmm. and then come back. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are you expecting to hear from both sides? Well, it's clear from the filings this weekend, specifically on Sunday from the U.S. Attorney, that there is going to be specific evidence of not only Mr. Blankenship's hands-on management at Massey, but also his personal knowledge of safety failings within the company. Uh, there's a memo that was attached and publicly filed this weekend uh, from an in-house lawyer at Massey relaying reports from a former MSHA official that was hired by Ma- Massey to conduct a health and safety review. Mm-hmm. The government will focus on that as knowledge of Mr. Blankenship's failings in the health and safety area at the mine. Mm-hmm. The defense, it's more of an open question. They, ha- they haven't made as many public statements. Uh, they haven't certainly attached any documents like that. They, we could expect them to say that Mr. Blankenship, as they had before, was a safety guy, that he promoted health and safety. And mm-hmm. as strange as it may sound, they... I think we could expect them to argue that the hiring of Mr. Ross, this former MSHA official, and the review described in the memo that, that we discussed is, was part of a safety effort, was right. part of an effort by Mr. Blankenship to focus on safety failings within the company. That's an interesting perspective. Thank you for that. Charleston attorney Mike Hissom and West Virginia Public Broadcasting's Ashton Mara. They'll be checking in with Scott Finn on our weekly podcast about the trial called Blankenship on Trial tomorrow evening. You can find that podcast on our website at wvpublic.org or on iTunes. You can find Ashton's latest stories from the courtroom on our website, wvpublic.org slash Blankenship. Thank you both very much. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Beth. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University, West Virginia University, Marshall University, and Concord University. Our director this morning is Chuck Anzalevich. I'm Beth Voorhees.